Him whose birth the angels sing, come adore on bended knee, Christ the Lord, the newborn King. Glory, glory, you are listening to the broadcast of True Bible Mission for Jesus Church, located at 's chat time praise, praise the, the Lord. Lord it's chat time yes praise the Lord it is chat time where we discuss con- and continue to discuss current events as well as scriptures praise the Lord so I don't know if anybody ever I- anybody heard this I I didn't actually but I guess in 2014 um, Joel Osteen's church Lakewood uh, that Houston megachurch, um, somebody stole $600,000 in checks and cash. Whoa. It was stolen from the safe at the pastor Osteen's Houston megachurch. Inside job. Inside. <laughs> and now there's a little twist in the case. I never heard that it was, you know, it probably wasn't advertised on, t- oh, on I, the news I that it so. was stolen. Yeah. But it's uh, there's a twist that the money might never have left the church. Oh, yes. and what happened is that a plumber was called in to do some work, <laughs> and he helped solve the mystery. Okay. So they're investigating whether cash and checks discovered by this plumber during repair work that was being done at Lakewood Church is connected to the money that was stolen in 2014. And How much did he find? You know, I don't know. You know, instead of saying something, he right away went to a, a, a radio station. <laughs> and they probably paid him for the story. he went on the radio station. It was called The Morning Bullpen with George, Moe, and Eric on... the bull during a segment of the Houston radio station in which people were asked to talk about the most unusual things of value they have ever found. Some callers talked about finding a $100 ring, um, you know, and other people went on to say what they, what unusual things happened to them before the plumber went on the air with his story of what he found when he was repairing a leaky toilet at the church. (laughs) And he said, I went to go remove the toilet and move some insulation away and about 500 envelopes fell out of the wall. And I was like, oh, that's what he said. Oh, wow. (laughs) I got my flashlight, shined it up in there and the plumber said in the audio provided by the Houston radio station, the plumber, who only identified himself as Justin, told the radio program he thought the envelopes were full of money and connected to the 2014 theft. Um, it really seemed like this is a movie. This is a movie plot, not something that happens every day in your life. Um, but but I, but I don't know. In what did he have to do in order to open the wall? That's what I'm trying to figure out. And why would a person put the money behind the wall? Like and how that. would they repair it that quickly? 
Yeah, unless know. unless there was an access point from the other side. I mean, it doesn't doesn't make sense. Makes me wonder if the plumber. <laughs> I don't know. I really look at the plumber kind of cockeyed because <laughs> I I can't figure out how that could be. I don't know. It sounds odd. I mean, yes. if I if it were an inside job and I stole it out of a safe mm-hmm. in the pastor's office, right? Why I go into a bathroom and put it? But I'd have to put it in behind a toilet behind right. some insulation, right? Not only way I can, and see then that, I'd have to repair that unless they have access to the other side, not to the bathroom side, but the wall that's on the other side of the bathroom. That's the only way I can picture that. And that's why I would get behind the insulation because you would have stuffed it in a hole. And if he's opening up the wall from the bathroom side and he pulls the insulation, then I can see the envelopes falling out. But how many years ago was this robbery? Since 2014. Right, so you figure seven years ago, you would think somebody would be helping themselves to something. It must be more than 500 envelopes. I mean, that just seems so weird to steal the money and then put it inside a wall. So there were like $400,000 in checks and $200,000 in cash mm-hmm. when they reported it back in 2014. Mm-hmm. And when they reported, they offered a $25,000 reward for the information on solving the theft and no arrests were made in the case. And, and so I was just wondering how much cash they recovered. And then he said, the plumber says, I, I think I should get some kind of reward for what I found. I said, well, your reward <laughs> is in heaven. <laughs> I said, if you maybe you come to the church officials, if you had done it that way, but to go on radio. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I just thought, that, I don't know, I just threw that out there for whatever. Yeah. But you can't. I mean, you can't be careful enough. Right. You know, and you don't know who's among you. you know. That is so true. And someone sent me this article from the Christian Post, and it said that William Conway Broyles, a happily married longtime music director of Hodges Boulevard Presbyterian Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Who's William Conway? He's a music director of this church in Jacksonville, Florida, and he stunned his neighbors in church when he confessed to fatally shooting his wife, daughter, and one of his two adult sons in their home. When? He said he was happily married, except... (laughs) (laughs) Except? Except he, you know, he called 911 about 7.15 in the morning to alert the police to what he did. He's 57 years old. Okay, so they're saying He's, William Conway killed his family. Right. Oh, my goodness. He's the music director at this church. He said he was happily married, but when he killed <laughs> his wife and uh, sons and daughter, oh my he goodness. said he was actually too scared to kill himself. But why did he kill them? Did he say if he was happily married? <laughs> I guess he wasn't that happily married. Something's wrong with him. So they said that he was a part of the church staff for 23 years, and this was completely out of character. Oh, yeah, right. So when he appeared uh, at his bond they hearing, say that. he appeared barefoot, barefoot, was dressed in a safety smock to prevent suicide attempts. 
Well, he didn't kill himself then. I don't think he'd do it now. But um, <laughs> I just, you know, they all say that. Oh, he's such a nice person. Or she said she was so quiet. You know, That's I, just like when crime happens in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Nothing like this ever happens in my neighborhood. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he was married for 30 years. and But, but killed his entire family. So he didn't love any of them. Not his wife, 30, not his daughter, not his son. 30 years. Yep. I, you know, you never know who's among you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You just don't. Like that young man, he killed his uh, parents. Well, his father survived. And his, and his brother, he would have killed his other brother too. But his other brother, for some reason, stayed outside to do something. And... They asked him, well, you know, were you getting along with your parents? Yeah. You know, did did you have anything against your brother? No. (laughs) He said, why'd you do it? He just, on impulse. Mm -hmm. Or like the person who was on their honeymoon, they've been married eight days. They're standing out there on the edge of the bridge and overlooking the cavern or something. And she just pushed him, pushed him to his death. Mm -hmm. You never know who's among you. Right. Now, here's another article. I found this on Newsbreak app. I, I don't know what to say. You tell me what you think about this. There's a United U.S. pastor who made a brief television appearance in drag mm. wearing a huge pink wig with and sequined le- leopard tart. Mm. Mm. And he appeared on an HBO show that's called We're, Hap- We're Here. Uh-huh. The Methodist Reverend described the appearance as an incredibly wonderful, refreshing, deepening, powerful spiritual experience when he was, gave the interview with Religion News Service. Uh-huh. But he quickly found himself in hot water with his flock. You would think? <laughs> he received numerous calls and emails that are highly critical of his actions. And um, he has not been found to have committed any chargeable offense or other violation of the United Methodist Book of Discipline. But what was the purpose? See, what did he think he was accomplishing as far as giving God glory? What was the purpose? He wore a high-heeled boots, lipstick, purple eyeshadow, with a crucifix around his neck. He's 62 years old and mm. made a big splash on the HBO show We're Here. Eh. And, you know, his parishioners were horrified. I think I would be too. Yeah. You know, so he says that... Um, the pastor's fate caused a surge of emotion, sparking an online fundraiser that raised nearly $60,000 in donations. May the bridge of understanding and acceptance of the LGBTQ community continue and to expand across our community and beyond as God's love shines through. He did not regret his moment in the spotlight. I was surrounded and immersed in a culture that I've never been immersed in. And one of the things in ministry, if you want to involve people different than yourself in your ministry, you have to go to where people are different than you are. 
he said. Maybe, but you don't have to dress like them. You, you don't know? have to dress and That's drag like, like them. I'm trying to connect to somebody who's a homicidal maniac. That doesn't mean I have to go and murder somebody. <laughs> That's so silly. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, someone sent me this from Christian Headlines, and it says, according to a new Pew Research study, most Catholics and mainline Protestant Christians believe that people who don't believe in God can still go to heaven. Oh, really? I don't know how you can do that. Uh, no, the Lord said you couldn't. So. <laughs> I don't know how you, you so, don't believe in the person, and you, right. but you want to go to heaven said, and be with uh, the, him? The fool said in his heart, there is no God. The study, which was conducted in September among a nationally representative sample of 6,485 American adults, examined their views on the afterlife, suffering, and why people experience bad things. Regarding views on the afterlife, about 73% of respondents say they believe in the existence of heaven, and 62% say they believe in hell. As reported by the Christian Post, far fewer people, however, said that one needs to believe in God to go to heaven. Well, they just... With just 39% of Americans saying that one must believe in God to go to heaven. That's a shame. <laughs> in order to be with the Lord, that's what heaven is. So in order to be with the Lord, if you don't believe in the Lord... Yeah, then where are you going to go? 68% of Catholics. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, that's the majority. And 56% of mainline Protestant Christians also said they believe that they can go to heaven without believing in God. Which is crazy. You know, that's, that, that's just powerful, the course. I mean, people went upside down and everything else here. So why not that? You know, that's so silly. Not, uh, just 21% of evangelicals and 31% of Christians from historically black churches reported believing the same. Despite the ongoing suffering caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, few respondents blamed God. In fact, uh, that, that is so... Well, here, let me finish this. In fact, of the 91% of respondents who said they believe in God or a higher power... 80% attributed suffering to people's actions rather than God. So I guess that's, they get it from the news. All you unvaccinated people, you're <laughs> spreading the COVID. <laughs> Just backwards. But the thing is, you, you, the Lord said the non-believers, you, if you don't believe, there is no way. Because, I don't know, they're looking at heaven as some abstract place. But heaven, heaven means to be in favor and be with the Lord. That's what heaven is, to be at peace with the Lord and that he accepts you as his Maybe own. Maybe they should have asked the question, what is heaven? Right. Because the what people, is your idea of heaven? Because people think of heaven as just some, some place. You know, like an actual, they're thinking in terms of actual physical place, like you would walk into a building. This is how they think of heaven. They're not thinking in the terms of spiritual, but the true heaven, the Lord said, you'll be with me in paradise. That's what heaven is, to be with the Lord. Now, I, I you know, nothing happens without the Lord allowing it to mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. So the Lord allowed this COVID 
pandemic to come on us. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of things that, that, that the Lord allows is to get a person's attention so that they will turn to him. He said, but, you know, the people who have really hardened their instead, hearts and stiffened their neck, they don't look neck, at God, they, they, the say, they say, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. It's your fault. It's your fault. Well, even if they looked <laughs> at God, they would say, still, it's your fault. You know, no, they're not saying God, it's God's fault. They're saying that it's... But I mean, even if they said it... that the, Another if, person's fault. Even if they said, well, well, God sent the COVID, they will still be the, the other person's fault because God sent the COVID, but you're not doing anything to protect yourself against it. It's basically what they're saying. And what do they say about the people who do something to protect themselves against it and still transfer it? You know, that that's, it, that's, that's insane. But if... People don't realize that being at peace with the Lord, having the Lord accept you as his own, that's what paradise is. You're just not going to walk to some place and get assigned a locker and say, hey, I'm in heaven now. <laughs> this is my even, space. Even that thief that was hanging on the cross next to the Lord recognized that. Mm-hmm. But, but look at all the people who didn't. Look at the people who had beat him and mocked him and spit on him and crucified right? him. They didn't. You know, it's just once in a while. You know, like the Lord said, every now and then you'll see, a, you'll see a traveler. You'll see somebody who's willing to humble themselves before the Lord. So I suppose that's true when, when the Lord says the, the labor, wait, what is that about the laborers being few? Few, right. The harvest, harvest is, is right. plentiful, yeah. but the laborers are few. Yeah. Anyway, now here talking about the vaccine. A California school offers a boy a pizza and says, I'll give you a pizza if you get vaccinated. And so they said, I'll give you a pizza if you, if you get this vaccination, but don't tell your mom. Uh. So he went home. This happened in California. He's 13 years old. And he got the COVID vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine. He got his pizza without her consent. The, the vaccine without her consent. Mm-hmm. And then he went home and he showed his mom the, the card that mm-hmm. he was vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't believe it. She says, I, I, it hurt to know that he got a shot without my permission, without knowing and without signing any papers for him to get the shot. Right. She said she is vaccinated and she isn't anti-vaccine, but what... You know, what right, kind of one, nonsense is that at that school? Yeah, this one a father said he's vaccinated. He said, but he, he's not, he's going to wait when it comes to his children because he, he doesn't know the long-term effects and the fact that children, even if they get sick, it doesn't really affect them the same way as adults. And so the woman who gave him the shot, mm-hmm. she signed the paper and said, please don't say anything. I don't want to get into trouble. And then she gave what, him the shot. She signed what paper? She signed the mother's the pap- name? I don't know if she signed the mother's name on or what, but that's terrible. It is, and I would be... Okay, I'm old-fashioned parent. I'd be tearing that little boy up because <laughs> he's 13 <laughs> years old, and he put himself in that position without permission. Oh, my goodness. I mean, how... I, I, oh. That makes me speak. Because like, like this one person, and if he hadn't brought the pizza to show and show the mother the card, she might not have known. Like this one mother said, if if the child had had an adverse reaction and didn't say anything, she wouldn't even know why. Mm-hmm. 
This article came from Fox News. Uh-huh. And what could happen? I mean, the, the worst that could happen if they weren't vaccinated, they would just shift, just shift back to virtual mm-hmm. learning. Yeah. You know, no penalty, no nothing, just virtual learning. He did this for a pizza. He said, boy, you, they saw you coming. Pizza. It's probably one of those jack pizzas that you get like four in the package. Probably. Oh, my goodness. But it goes to show you just they don't have common sense. I don't know what they call that generation with that in that age group, but man, it reminds me of that movie. 500 years later, everybody's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another article that someone sent me. It came from uh, CBN News. And there is a UN sculpture. Hmm. It says, during the current times of taking down statues of historical figures due to the woke crowd, mm-hmm. the United Nations has placed a giant statue in New York that resembles an end times beast from the New Testament Mm. book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. The UN recently tweeted a photo of the statue. A guardian for international peace and security sits on the visitor's plaza outside the UN headquarters. The guardian is a fusion of jaguar and eagle and donated by the government of Ox. I can't pronounce it, in Mexico. The Guardian for International Peace sits on the Visitor's Plaza, <laughs> created by artists... And they try to Jehovah, say that's biblical? Jacobo and Maria Angelis. And they're saying it's biblical. And I'm going to show you a picture yeah. of what this beast looks like. Uh-huh. And not only is it a picture of... Uh, beast, but it also is col- in rainbow colors. So, what do they so call it? Uh, what is it? A seraphim, a cherubim? What do they say that it is? Just a beast. First was like a. Well, I'm not sure what they say it is. Mm, don't know. But those critics on the social media are saying the statue appears to be the likeness of the beast. The prophet Daniel wrote about in the Old Testament, and the Apostle John wrote about in the Book of Revelation. Okay, so now here's the thing: it, it describes the bo- beast of a body a, of a lion, wings of an eagle. Okay, but um, they can't say that it has no religious significance because is 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 Judeo and it would Christian. have to be taken down. Yeah, because it has religious uh, ties. It actually does. They can't they can't deny that. And one person said, did they really think that this, they could put this up without anyone noticing? And just by coincidence, it has been painted in LGBT colors? Which is really a, a, a slap. You can't make this face. stuff up. Right. The, new, the new United Nations Sculpture for Peace and Safety is. <laughs> I want a gay cherubim. That's the same before God. It's blasphemy. It's it blasphemy. Says, Folks, you can't make this stuff up. The absolute most important thing in your life 
is to know Jesus. Right. It's blasphemy. Not it's, it's a know of him. But to know but him. know him. It makes a mockery of I had a better picture of the scriptures. But, I, but it wouldn't print out. I mean, yeah. I had a better picture of all the different colors. Yeah, and but it makes a mockery. That's, that basically, I think that's what they were doing. They were making a mockery. But who in the world would want to look at that? I mean, I mean, who would want that on their... That's like a gargoyle, but it's like... <laughs> who in the world would want that? I don't get it. I would, those, those people must be some strange folk. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know. It's It's... Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... Well, so I can make, see the wings like an eagle. Yeah, the, in the fact The head that, looks like a lion. Yeah. The body looks... Does it have a scorpion's tail? I don't know if that's a scorpion's tail. Or it's different. like a snake. One of them had... Yeah, uh, it looks like a snake. Yeah. It had like four. Anyway, that concludes our program for today. Yes, praise the Lord. And let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from Psalms 1 and 6. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Now, ain't God all right? God, God is, is all, all right. right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, when do you think we lend to the Lord and he repays us? The answer is, when we have pity on the poor. And the answer can be found in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17, which reads, He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which hath given will he, re will he pay him again. This week's food for thought is, what does Emmanuel mean? Hint, the Bible, and that's food for thought.